Blog Talk Radio. In order to be free, you have to know the truth. Pastor Lionel Gant seeks to use the truth of God's word to help stop the tide of violence and mass incarceration used to enslave people all across this nation. Now, the word of truth by Pastor Lionel Gant. I am looking for freedom, looking for freedom, and Glory to God, glory to God. This is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast. This is Pastor Lionel again coming to you live once again from Atlanta, Georgia. And yes, as as usual, we coming to you with nothing but the whole truth. All right. You know, we've been talking a lot about the, you know, things that's been happening in the political world. We've been talking a, a lot about the things that's been happening in the social world. And uh, and today, today, you know, we just want to try to, you know, get in the word of God and we want to try to, uh, you know, hear from, uh, hear, from, hear from some different views and some different standards about some of the things that are happening, some of the things that are going on in the world today. All right. Uh, I got my sister, Catherine Ellaby. She's here with me today. And, uh, and do you have anything you want to share with the people? Yeah, good morning, um, brothers and sisters. I'm happy to be here this morning. Um, I think that, um, like, you know, the pastor said, Reverend Gant said that, you know, we need to get more into what's going on politically in our lives uh, when it comes to, you know, elections and, and, and voting. So I'm just interested, you know, to be here and be able to spread whatever news I have for you this morning. Well, well, when we look at when we look at the world, and we look at the political views, and we look at the the social views, and the things that we have to deal with on a daily basis with our jobs, with different uh, with different areas of life, you know. Today, I want to go into the Word to show you how how not following God's Word or not doing what God commanded us to do can get us in a whole lot of trouble, okay? I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people out there, you know, you were called in the ministry or God gave you a specific task to do, and instead of doing that specific task, you did it your way or you took somebody's advice or you listened to a, a prophet or somebody else told you something that steered you away from doing exactly what God say. And what is the results of that? What happens when that when when something like that happens? Okay, uh, I'm going to read to you. Uh, I'm going to take an example of uh, of First Kings, the twenty uh, second chapter, and we're talking about Jehoshaphat, which is a real popular story in the Bible. A lot of people know about it, but I want to use this example to show how you know how Je- you know Jehoshaphat you know didn't he he fulfilled the word of God but he didn't he didn't do exactly as God commanded him to do and what was the results of that all right in the uh, first kings the 
22nd chapter. I'm beginning to read to you at the first verse um, through the sixth verse. And it says, And they continued three years without war between Syria and Israel. And it came to pass in the third year that Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said unto his servants, Know ye that Ramoth and Gilgal and Galilee is yours, and we be still, and take it not out of the hand of the king of Assyria. <clears throat> and he said unto Jehoshaphat, Would thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Galilee? And Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, my horses as thou as thou horses. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together, about a hundred men, and said unto them, Shall I go up against Ramoth Galilee to battle, or shall I forbear? And they said, Go up, for the Lord shall deliver thee into the hands of the, of the king. I'm going to ask my sister to read from 7 uh, to 10, to verse 10. Okay, so verse 7 starts out, and it says, Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord besides that we might inquire of him? And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, There is yet one man, Malachi, mm. the, son, the son of Ehom, by whom we may inquire of the Lord, but I hate him. For he doeth not prophesize good good concerning me, but evil. And Jehoshaphat said, Let not the king say so. Then the king of Israel called an officer and said, Hasten hither, Malachi, the son of Amalah. And the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Judea, said, Judah said, sat each on his throne, having put on their robes, in a void place in the entrance of the gate of Samaria, and all the prophets prophesied before them. Go ahead. And Zedekiah, the son of Cherenah, made him horns of iron, and he said, Thus said the Lord, With these shalt thou push the Sumerians, the Syrians, until thou have consumed them. And all of the prophets prophesied so, saying, Go up into Rapim of Gilead and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the king's hands. And the messenger that was gone to call Malachi spoke unto him, saying, Behold now the words of the prophet declare good things unto the king with one mouth. Let thy word, I pray thee, be like the word of one of them, and speak that which is good. And Malachi said, As the Lord liveth, 
What the Lord hath said unto me, that will I speak. So he came to the king, and the king said unto him, Malachi, shall we go against Rothmoth Gilead into battle, or shall we forbear? And he answered him, Go and prosper, for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. And the king said unto him, How many times shall I adjure thee, and that thou tell me nothing but that which is true in the name of the Lord? And he said, I shall all Israel scatter upon the hills as sheep that have not a shepherd. Mm -hmm. And the Lord said, These have no master. Let them return every man to his house in peace. And the king of Israel said unto Jehoshaphat, Did I not tell thee that he would prophesy no good concerning me but evil? And he said, Hear thou therefore the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And all the hosts of heaven standing by him, on his right hand and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab that he may go up and fall at Rothmoth Gilead? And one said on this manner, and another said on that manner. And there came forth a spirit and stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And the Lord said unto him, Wherewith, and he said, I will go forth, and I will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, Thou shalt persuade and prevail also, go forth and do so. Now, therefore, behold, the Lord hath put a lying spirit in the mouth of all those thy prophets, and the Lord hath spoke evil concerning thee. But Zedekiah, the son of Chenaya went near and spoke Malachi on the cheek and said, Which way went the Spirit of the Lord from me to speak unto thee? And Malachi said, Behold, thou shalt see in that day when thou shalt go into the inner chamber to hide thyself. And the king of Israel said, Take Malachi and carry him back into Ammon, the governor of the city, and to Joshua, the king's son. And they said, This thus said the king, put his fellow in the prison and feed him with bread and affliction and with water and affliction until I come in peace. Amen. Glory to God. I'm sorry we had to read all of that, but what we but what we're talking about today is we're talking about we're talking about us following the word of God and following the commandments of God. And 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 how important that is that 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 the task that God gives you, that you don't follow anybody else, that you stick to the task that God has given you. And in our personal lives, we see these examples every day. We see these examples every day where, 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 we, where, we, where we see the prophets of God, all the prophets of God were speaking the same thing and, 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 and that was to entice the king to go into battle. Why? So that God could get his glory off of the king by, by, by destroying that king. All right, so, so what kind of example do you have in your life where, where someone has prophesied to you or someone has said something to you and, uh, and it was not within the calling of God in your life? It wasn't. It wasn't what God commanded you to do, but you 
still went out there and you joined your, you joined that church or you joined that ministry and you got involved in those things that took you off track with what God had for you to do in your life. Are there any examples? Well, you know, the prophecy, since there's so many lying tongues out there, it's hard, you know, to discern what prophecies or prophets that God has sent to your life. So based on what Malachi was saying, that when prophet, when someone prophesies to you after God has given you the um, path that he would have you on, if someone comes and prophesies and to you different. and tell uh-huh. you something different, then you have, you, you, you know, <laughs> you, you don't need to weigh that spirit because you know that spirit is of a lying tongue based on what God has already told you. So there are a lot of prophets out there that prophesize and they're lying just to get, you know, an image of, you know, them being more right than what God has told you to do. The Bible says, who can make crooked what God has made straight? So if God has given you a straight path and a prophet comes by prophesying and say, God told me to tell you to go down here or go down there, you don't, you don't listen to man. You listen to what God has told you to do. And I know it's hard sometimes, you know, not to believe, you know, the men of God, you know, but God said many are, are, are called. Amen. Just because you're called, you know, don't mean you're going to, you know, make the test. Amen. So you really have to understand the God in you versus the God outside of you. Glory to God. And, you know, you know, let's bring this thing home now. Let's bring this thing home. Okay. We just had a major pandemic that hit America with the COVID virus and with all that was going on. And then we had the Black Lives Matter protests that were going on with the killing of, of Mr. Floyd, with the killing of so many black uh, boys and black girls across the country. This is just, didn't happen in just one incident. This is happening all over the country where the people rose up and went out in protest and the people rose up and they flooded the streets of America all over America. Well, when I prayed about this thing, the Holy Spirit told me, do not go. Stay in the house. Stay before me. Stay before my face. And when I called my other brothers and sisters, I found out that the Holy Spirit had instructed them in the same way. So, 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 so we had to stay home. We didn't go out there and march. We didn't go out there and protest. We didn't do any of those things. We stayed home. We stayed in the house and stayed before God. So how many of you had an experience like that? Or, or my sister Catherine, how can you explain something like that? Well, you know, protests are necessary. Um you know, protests are necessary. That's something that we've been done as a people, you know, for for, for many, many uh, hundreds of years. So I do believe. Okay, well, the situation is the church doors are closed. Yeah. Okay. But then but then they're allowing all of these people to come out here and mass protest. Right. The church doors are closed. But everything is, is political. 
when you start talking about the church doors are being closed, you know, that's politics, number one. So the, the difference between protesting, you know, and, and, and the churches being closed, that's what they should be out there protesting, if anything. Uh, but churches are have been closed since, what, April? Mm-hmm. The the church uh, leaders have not come out and spoke on anything um, that has to do with what the Word of God says that we should congregate with, with our amendment right. Without, exactly. So everything about this protest that's going on to now is political. Um, mm-hmm. It is it, it it is election driven. Um, it incites you know chaos. Okay, but I think what I'm what I'm trying to ask is what do you think the was the was the the word of God? What was the word of God? What was His command to the church? Because because as 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 I saw God was saying, "Be still and let this pass over." Mm-hmm. Uh, he gave us plenty of examples of of like the like like Rahab and like you know when the death plague came through Egypt, you know the death angel passed over. When he saw the blood, he passed over. So I believe that the church was commanded to stay home and to seek the face of God. And it started a revival because people started having church in their living room. People started having church with their loved ones. People started having Bible study in the homes and in the church parking lots and things of that sort. So we've seen a, a tremendous move of God as God set his church back in order. Go ahead. Well... I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I could see it that way. However, we are supposed to love the church as Christ loved the church. In my opinion, there is no love being shown for the church. All this protesting and going on, no one has said anything about the, the church. And our amendment And our right. amendment rights, you know, for the First Amendment right there, those are our rights to conjugate within our faith. Mm-hmm. Our faith, you know, is not really being shown out here, you know, because I'm, I'm wondering now, you know, where is that faith? You know, if you can go to Walmart and shop, if you can go out and protest, you know, with thousands of people, you know, then why can't you go to church and conjugate in the same manner? What was this big thing about closing the church? I mean, the churches are still closed. The liquor stores are still open. Walmart, shopping centers, all these other places are still open. But you can't go into now some um, states. You can go and sit down and and have. But what I'm trying to say is that they're taking away our rights, our amendments, mm-hmm. and all of this. You're gonna miss it because, like I said, if you don't understand politics as Malcolm X, you know, expressed so so vividly. You know, that black people problem in America is that, you know, they have never seen democracy. We've only seen hypocrisy. So we have to we we have to understand a lot of things when it deals with the church, with our faith, and with politics. So those are things that all run together because Nimrod actually started the first government. So all governments stem from Nimrod. So when I say that, I'm trying to say that faith, the church, government, politics, we're all wrapped up into one thing because the the politics of our faith is in our right to to come together 
and worship. Amen. And and you know she was making this she was making the point about Nimrod because you know Nimrod them they were the ones that were trying to build a tower up to the heavens and 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 a lot of times the government tried to take the place of God and and so and so they're they're sanctioning the closing of the churches but 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 is that is is that part of a bigger plan? As I have I explained it to you over and over again, that they were going to take away your amendment rights. They were going to they were going to challenge your right to assemble. They were going to challenge your freedom of speech, what you even had the right to say. As you go on Facebook and you go on on the on the on the uh, on the the what do you call it the social media uh, pages now, you know. If you if you make a post or you say something, they're going to come in and edit it. They're going to come in and stop that post, or they're going to come in and, t- and say, well, you can't talk about this because of that, or they're going to come in and fact check what you said. Okay, That's, they're trying to hinder our freedom of speech or my freedom of my opinion, you know, and 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 they're literally taking away our constitutional rights, and nobody's catching this. Nobody, it's going past everybody. As we're moving closer to the to the uh, what do we call that? To the to the um, the one world, the one new world, world the new yeah, the new world order. And as we're getting closer to where they're doing the. Uh, uh, what is the the uh, the the not the the agenda the 21? agenda agenda twenty one mm-hmm. as we're getting closer to the agenda twenty one you know all of these things are falling in place and, and Sister Captain can you explain to them what the agenda twenty one is the agenda twenty one is a a depopulation plan. When I say depopulation, uh, they're saying that there's too many people on the earth, okay, and they're going to have to either save the earth by eliminating X amount of people uh, or or continue on the path for destruction of the earth. So in their mind, if they eliminate X amount of millions of people, as this virus um, has done, you know, know, throughout throughout the world, really, um, it's all part of a depopulation. Depopulation actually started with AIDS in Africa. Mm-hmm. They started depopulating. That was called depopulation. They wanted to call it, you know, an AIDS um, epidemic. But it was actually a depopulation pandemic. So that pandemic has cr- created in, a, in the United States, Canada, and Europe, you know, and other worlds that depopulation is necessary. So what we are in now, people, mm-hmm. is a is a race for our survival. They're eliminating what don't fit. So when you start talking about, you know, going out there rioting and protesting, you know, this is all going to be a setup to put you in places, you know, like right now. Um, some of the people that's been arrested, you know, for the protesting or whatever, they're still in jail because they're being held on a terrorist act. And they can hold you as long as they want to. They can send you to whatever prison they want to send you to because we are under a national, um, mm-hmm. national, um, what do you call that? 
uh, um, we're on a, a, a national alert, let's put it that way, agenda. That means that your constitutional rights are being amended, meaning that when you fall under national security, meaning that because of this pandemic, constitutional rights are being amended because they are no longer they are, they are not the they're still the law of the land mm-hmm. but they are not the first <laughs> reaction to government the first reaction to government is national security mm-hmm. so this is why this pandemic is going on and and when we and when we're under and when we're under act of an emergency act mm-hmm. like that FEMA becomes in charge mm-hmm. okay and, and 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 literally FEMA has been running the country you know, since this pandemic started, mm-hmm. and, and and so this thing is bigger than what than what than what you see before you, and and we did we did a number of shows, a number of radio shows on this, talking about how this pandemic was going to play into the, the to the big plan of what mm-hmm. they were trying to do, as far as separating us, separating us, uh, forcing us to move into this, you know, into the same areas. You know, the agenda twenty one is being is fulfilling itself right before our eyes. Yes, 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 it is, and we're at the end of the new world order, and this election will close the close the door. You know, on whether or not this new world order is going to take place, or whether this new world order is not going to take place. This is what all the chaos is about. It's not about one black man dying. It's not about one black woman dying. It's not about Police brutality is not about any of that, people. Even though it happened, that is not the agenda that is actually going on. Mm -hmm. The agenda that is actually going on is a New World Order, a communist, a communist, socialist Mm -hmm. type of, 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 of world is forming right here in the United States. So when you start talking about King's, um, what's his name, Joe? Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat. Mm-hmm. We gotta put ourselves in that in that time frame, and what was going on during that time frame. The same thing that was going on. Now we still got prophets prophets out here prophesizing, you know this and this, and telling us, you know, what we need to do, and the Lord is coming to do this and this and that. Listen, that is not what is going on. That is not what's going on. Because if this new world order takes place, you can forget about the church. You can forget about serving one uh, any God you want to serve. You forget about that because the New World Order states one God, one money system, and 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 one um re- yeah one religious system, one money system, and I forgot what the other one was, but it's all going to be a one world rule. So we got as crew, we got to get this right while we can right now. It has to. We have to get this right. And I think that's what God is doing. When, when the excuse me, when the doors of the church were closed, that forced people to to go back inside their living rooms, and and that's where that's where the apostles, you know, that's how they fellowship. They fellowship from house to house. They fellowship from one person's house to the next person's house, and 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 we see that we see that taking place in our lifetime. Now now. We were going back to Jehoshaphat and the and the and the prophecy that God had already given him. You know, God was blessing God was blessing uh, Judah because Judah was being obedient to God. 
but but the nation of Israel were not. The nation of Israel wanted to be more like the kingdoms of the world. They wanted to be more like Egypt. They wanted to be more like Babylon. They wanted to be more like the other nations in the world. And they left off following the word of God. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to the church. The church became became, you know, the 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 the, the church of entertainment. It became a, the church of you know, of, of big screen TVs and and big big shows. Okay, no no longer was the word of God important, but the performance, the entertainment. It became a big entertainment thing, and and the doors of the church are closed. Now people are praying. Now people are seeking the face of God. Now, if you since you can't go to that place to have that big. Uh, that big show and tell, that big entertainment thing. Now, what do you have to do? The whole, the whole body of Christ have been have been forced to get back in line with the Word of God. Now, I kick it back to you. Well, yeah, you know everything is changing. You know, people are working from home now. Children are, you know, at home. You know, for education, everything is changing out there. Amen. And you know, we got to still see the bigger picture. What is the bigger picture? You got to know that this is not. This is a plan that's been in place for more than more than sixty years. This is not something that just happened because Amen. the pandemic uh, pandemic has you know came into the world. This this has been happening you know since nineteen. I'm gonna say nineteen nineteen. Um, the plan of the new world order was put in place. So they've had a hundred years to prepare for this. And we are just now understanding within the past 10 years what this plan was all about. And I'm sad to say that, you know, we have gotten to a a point where it's really, you know, at the end game, Mm -hmm. you know, and we can't start over. We can't start over in an end game. We can finish the game. We can make that game an outcome a bit different. We can get better you know, at, at, at our thoughts of what we need to do. But I'm trying to say that, you and, know, this... And, we, and I'm going to ask you to explain to them, when we talk about the end game, we, tell them about the 2030. Oh, yeah, the year 2030 is end game. is is basically within the next 10 years, the New World Order is supposed to be in place. Everybody is going to have conformed by then to the New World Order, uh, the conformation of, of what the plan is, the, the one world government, meaning that, you know, China, Russia, and um, uh, UK, you know, and America, you know, are supposed to be the four governments. But because Trump, when he took office, he pulled out of this mm-hmm. new world order deal at the United Nations, if people go back and, 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 and look at this um speech he did at the United Nations, and he let the world governments know that, no, we do not need any other foreign governor over us telling uh-huh. us how we should live, telling us what we should do, you know, telling us, you know, how to live our lives, telling us that we don't need that. We will remain a sovereign country. But Democrats, and the people say this by, but Democrats are the ones that are for the new world order. That is why all this chaos is going on. That is why, you know, they are trying to make us see, you know, this president is doing this. But you have to understand that 
God intervenes in almost every he intervened during the, the Tower of Babylon when he realized, look, yeah. these people, if they can put their minds together and do this, there is no limit to what they can do. So he intervened. And he came down and he changed all the languages so, you know, power couldn't reach into heaven. Not only were they building a tower to reach to heaven, they were trying to reach into heaven mm-hmm. to destroy, to do some damage. You follow me? So what I'm trying to say is that God intervenes in situations where his people are being led into a trap. And we are being mm-hmm. led into a trap, people. Trust me. We are being led into a trap. So this new world order by 2030 is supposed to be done. That means we as a people have, will have conformed to a one world government, a one um, God rule, and a one money system. Amen. That's, that's the end game. So we've got to become more politically um, uh, mature than what we are. We've got to stop looking at the content of people or, or, or the way people um, do things personally. It has nothing to do with politically. Okay, so we got to look at agendas. That's why they name everything Agenda 21, Agenda this, Agenda that. We do not have an agenda, black people. We do not have an agenda. That is why we can be maneuvered into voting and manipulated, you know, into voting for someone that doesn't have our, our justices, our families, and our uh, communities at heart. So we gotta really think about this. Really think about this. And 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 this is gonna this is gonna strike a lot of the people that's that's anti-Trump. You know, it's gonna strike them hard. When you look at when you look at when when history looks back at the presidency of Donald Trump, they're gonna see a whole lot of things that he did that 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 that, that, that helped the nation. That, that, that helped us as a nation. And one of the things that she had mentioned to you earlier was about getting out of that Agenda uh, 21 thing, uh, stepping away from that. Mm-hmm. You know, and people didn't understand what he was doing. You know, they were trying to rule America from the United, United Nations. Mm-hmm. And, and he said no. He said no. He put his foot down and said no. Okay. And then there's other things such as, such as us having the right to go you know, any child can go to school now. If that child yeah, wants to pray, they can pray. pray. Yeah. They can pray. You know, a lot of things that have been taken out of our of our system of living was put back during this Trump administration. And history is going to have to tell that story because right now everybody's set up against you know anti-Trump, but they're going to have to see the things that he did that are that are almost ordered by the hand of God. Mm-hmm. And if we stick with the word of God, as, as that would put us in the area of being conservative by this standard, a lot of those things are things that we have been fighting for, things that we have been praying for, things that we have been, that we have been trying to institute to get back into the to get back into our society. Yeah, and, 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 and I understand that. You know, uh, Democrats, you know, they are, I, I'll tell you what Malcolm X said, and, and it's going to explain Democrats from my point of view as well. Malcolm X said, if you stick a knife in my back nine inches and pull it out six inches, that's not progress. If you pull it all the way out, that's not progress. 
The progress comes from healing the wound that that you know that the, that the blow made. They haven't begun to pull the knife out. The Democrats they have not begun to pull the knife out. They won't even admit the knife is even there. So when I say that the Democrats are the worst, the worst party for black people, I'm saying that in 47 years, this man Biden has been in an office, holding an office in government for 47 years. Now, you're telling me that in 47 years, he couldn't have done anything to fix the wound that the knife that they stuck in our back, the Democrats stuck a knife in our back, they sure did. They haven't done anything to fix the wound or heal the wound. You know what I'm saying? So if Trump came into office and in four years done more in four years than they've done in 40 years, people, you got to see the picture. You gotta stop looking at you know CNN and and and, and all these other and go and do your own research on who this man is, what this man has done versus what Biden has done. We gotta be politically mature. We gotta stop this nonsense about voting Democrat because we're black. That is what got well, the knife well, in our back. Let's, let's bring it. Let's bring it home. Let's take it out of the presidential race. Let's look at local. Okay. Let's look at our local news. Okay. Okay. Most of our mayors in our major black cities mm-hmm. are Democrats. Yep. Okay. And for the last almost 50, 57 years, let's say, we've had black politicians in power. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, how has that changed the condition of black America? We're still leading in unemployment. We're still leading in mass incarceration. We're still leading in, 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 you know, in, in, in poverty. Okay, we still leading in unemployment. All right, I'm gonna kick it back to you, Mike. Well, I'm gonna have to. I'm. Gonna, this is the whole truth and much, nothing but the truth. Okay, the reason why our black leaders are not um, for our liberty, our justices, and 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 our families and communities is because they are under what I call a white supremacist rule, meaning that they do everything that the white um, nationalists tell them to do, especially in, in, in Democrats. You know, they have, they have signed on to a group called the, um, what do we call them now? <laughs> the Boule. Okay, that's the Boule. They are members of the Boule, and the Boule's main job is to protect white supremacy. That is why our communities are, are not flourishing. That is why our, um, uh, our, our children are being uneducated in these public school systems. This is why they are not concerned about what is going on in their own cities. And most of these cities are black cities. You're looking at Atlanta, you're looking at Chicago. The mayor of Chicago is just pathetically, she's just pathetic. So for the last 50 something years, we have been serving a, a, a group of people that look like us, act like us, walk like us, talk like us, but are not of us. That's the whole matter. So, again, you know, well, uh, Malcolm well, X. Well, you keep saying Democrat and Republican. Yeah. Okay, I, I, I blame both parties because the Republican Party has been in power, the Democratic Party has been in power, but blacks, where are we? Where are we? Malcolm X said, 
this. And, I, and, and, it, and it's so relevant for us today that we must understand the politics of our own community first. We must know what politics is supposed to produce. We must, more importantly, know what, what part politics play in our lives. We do not know that until we become politically mature, we will always support someone, whether they're black or whether they're white, who doesn't have our the good of our families and justice and, 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 and communities at heart. So that doesn't matter if they, we put a black person in office. We learned that through Obama. We put him in office, you know, hoping. Most of our mayors are black. Yeah, most of our mayors are black. But like I say, <clears throat> just because they're black doesn't mean that they are for a black agenda. They're not for a black agenda. And, he, and, and it's been proven over and over and over again. So, yeah, when you start talking about black uh, our black people being in power in our in our communities, we are not holding them accountable. They're saying, "Oh, my hands are tied. I I got the governor. You know, the governor is white, so you know the gov. You you we can't accept that any longer. We can no longer accept their excuses, their inaccountability of what's going on in our in our neighborhoods, in our communities, in our in our homes. So we have to first understand politics in our communities before we start going out there trying to be political to the world because it's going to confuse us based on Republicans and Democrats. Let's start at home where our city mayors are and get them, hold them accountable for what's going on, and then it'll, it'll trickle upward. Okay. Let's talk about economics. Let's mm -hmm. talk about economics. How, how you know, what would be the best what would be the best thing for black America right now economic wise? When we go to these election polls, when we go to vote for these people, what are they what are what what are, what is the, what are, what is their agenda? How are they going to help our communities? How are they gonna help us as a nation of black people? I think that's the question that we should be asking. Is there anything else that we should be asking? Yeah, I mean economics is what has killed us over these past hundred years, even though we've had some strides in our economic um, uh, communities, when you talk about, you know, the, we got a lot of black billionaires. We got a lot of black billionaires. We got a lot of this. We got a lot of that. That's, that's true. But, however, those same black billionaires are marrying off into another race of people who that money would never trickle down to our uh, to their children's children because of the mixture of what has happened. You got billionaires that's got, you know, got plenty, plenty of money that they can put into our communities, once, even their own communities that they come from. But more yet, when we start looking at agendas for our economic uh, our survival is what we really need. We got to become one national body first. Amen. That's the first thing. We got to become one national body, even if we have to form our own political party to be one, one body. But I got to say this, the, 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 the platinum plan that President uh, Trump has, you know, for the, for, for the black people, he, under this plan, he wants to create 500,000 new black businesses. Okay. That's 500,000 black people that will be able to open a business under this platinum plan. That is what we call an upliftment. Now, John F. Kennedy 
had kind of the same plan, really, uh, when he was president. That's another reason why he was killed, because he made an economic plan to uplift black people to put them on a, a at least a playing field. We've and, never been on the playing field. And, and let me We've say, been on the sidelines the whole me, time. And let me say this. When we start talking economics, you know, everybody look at, look at Dr. King's speech as the I have a dream speech. Well, it wasn't I have a dream. He ended it with I have a dream, mm -hmm. okay? But the speech was an economic speech. And what we need to do as black America, what I've been preaching for the last seven years, we must build our economy from the people up. We, no more of this trickle-down economics, waiting for money to trickle down to us, mm -hmm. because it ain't trickling down. Mm -hmm. We have to use, we, we, when it comes to us being consumers, we are the number one consumers in the world, and our black dollars are, are, are in, the, in the trillions of dollars. You know, that is, the, that is the main force that's keeping this economy going. And what we need to do is use those dollars to build our nation. And what's interesting is I was reading an article, um, Putin had said that uh, black Americans constitute a stable electorate vote for the Democrats. So our vote is important because it stabilizes the Democratic Party. So they should be they should be kissing our butt and doing everything they can <clears throat> to help us, you know, so that we will remain, you know, on their on the Democratic side. But Putin made a very very I mean, observation of Black America and what it, what we meant to the Democratic Party, that we we um, we constitute a stable electorate electorate vote, meaning that we keep the the, the Republicans and the Democrats we keep them at a higher a, a higher degree. That is why they were able to win so many, you know, uh, 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 the seats in the House and so many seats in Congress. So we got to take that part of us, which is a national body, our voting power, uh, voting power uh -huh. as a use it as a national body, and we will come out better, as Martin, as um, King has said, and Malcolm has said. Okay. So, so what do we do? What do we do today? What can we do today? You know, when I'm talking about building our economy from the people up, I'm talking about us, us doing like we did in the old days, what 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 you would call the separate but equal days. But we had we had the barber shop, we had the we had the we had the 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 store, we had all that stuff in the in the black community, and uh, and as soon as as soon as we as soon as as soon as the Civil Rights Act was passed. As soon as the Voting Rights Act was passed, we went right out there and and let our businesses shut down so that we could go to their businesses. Right. What do you have to say about that? Right. Uh, well, Marcus Garvey also said the same thing. In, in 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 other words, he said the Negro, you know, is perishing because he has no economic system. Okay. It used to be a time when the dollar in the black community passed 26 times before it came out of the black community. Now it barely passes one time. It goes right out. It goes right out. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at an economic... Let's explain that because the gas station on the corner mm -hmm. is owned by somebody else mm -hmm. other, than, other than black America. Mm -hmm. Okay, the, 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 the shopping center 
you know, where we buy our food and where we go and shop at. Mm-hmm. That's owned by another nationality. Mm-hmm. Okay, everything is owned by somebody else. So our dollar goes out of our community instead of staying in our community. The only dollar that's passing through our community is the barbershop and the hair salon. Well, and the, and the, and, and the dope man and the and well, yeah, and the medicine men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but those, I mean, and even with those three, those three things. Is not enough to sustain us as an economic system. To build an economic system, that means we have to put back in place our businesses, which the platinum plan that you know that Trump has designed will create 500,000 businesses. That means that we can start pushing these other races out of our community and and putting our own businesses in our community. That way, the dollar will stay in our community more than one time. So we got to look at building the economic system. How are we going to do that? You can forget about waiting on reparations because by 2030, it ain't even going to matter. So we got to look at a plan that will give us a type of reparation. And in that reparation, if we can create 500,000 new businesses, we will create a, a economic system in our communities. Well, I'm never going to free America from reparation because well, you can, reparation but you, is owed to us. They yeah. gave reparation to every other nation, nationality. Of but that's the whole thing. We're not a nation. Us. We're not except a nation us. of people. We, we're not a nation. That's the whole point. You got so many different types of people. You got Moors. You got you know Nation of Islam. You got um, Indians. You got you got some of everybody that. But we are not a body of people. We're not a nation. We're just. Like Martin Luther King said, whatever that he said, yeah, that we're yeah. scattered throughout the corners of the of, 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 of the earth. I mean, in, especially in America, in the United States, we're not even together. Even though we're here together, we're not together. So when you start talking about reparations, who are they going to give it to? Who? Who are they going to give the reparation to and say, so do you think they're going to just go through a, a, a book and say, oh, yeah, she's black. Here, let's give her this. She's black. No, they're not going to do that. We need a a body, a body, a national body. We're not going to get reparations scattered out. We're not going to get reparations that way. That's why they're not taking us serious when we start talking about reparations. They'll be like, well, those more say they didn't come here on the slave ship. Those people that said they was already here before this. Before, So who are we, who are we calling the slaves? Who are we calling the descendants of slaves? Not every black person in America say they come from a slave, they, their ancestors came from a slave ship. Yeah, so when I say, right, so when I say that reparations is so far off, it's not even funny because until we form a national body and get ourselves together as one people, as one nation of people, one of people mm-hmm. forget it. Okay. So now, where do we go from here? We go from here to some uh, to agenda. Lincoln even gave us an agenda. Lincoln, Lincoln even made a a agenda for black people. But you know what happened? People know. Can you explain that? Do people know about the fact that we were given a nation that we were able to go to Panama, where we could have started our own nation in Panama, South America? The first the first time they sent Americans to start a, a new land was in Liberia, in Africa. Okay, that did not pan out because the Liberians over there were not, no, you're not coming over here, you know, putting those cultures on us. We're not, and they fought. They fought us. They fought the, the new free slaves. So now, when Lincoln said, when Lincoln took office, Lincoln said after slavery, he 
got a group of elites together. And during that time, I think the elites might have been Frederick Douglass um, uh, and, and, and all, the, all the ones that was during that time that were free men. But they were the elites of the black African-American people. So he got them together, and he told them, and you can look it up. This is history now. And he said to them, once the slave is free, he can he will not be able to live in a in this land under equal justices. It will not happen. It will never happen. He will not be a free man in this society, being a, a free slave. So he told them, what I have done is I have found a a, a piece of uh, of land that was in South America. He said, you don't have to go back to Africa. You can go to South America. I've already looked at this land. I've already seen it. You can prosper there. Take your people there, and you can prosper. You'll be given enough money where you can rebuild your own you know, nation and, and be happy. And that way you won't have to worry about these isms that the white man is going to put on you after slavery. You don't have to worry about that. So go back and tell the free people. Because they are not they're not illiterate enough to understand. These men were supposed to come back and inform the free slaves that hey, we don't have to live here. We can go start our own nation. We have our land. We have the money to do it. Let's go. But you know what happened? These elites of blacks, okay, mm-hmm. decided, oh no, what 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 we're gonna America. what we're gonna go over there for and 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 and, and, and um, live in that mess and do it? No, we're not getting ready to do that. That don't make sense to us. We're not gonna do it. They were selfish in their own way. They were very selfish in their of own way. In their so own nation, they decided to stay here. So they made a decision for all of us, <clears throat> for all of us to fall under this system. So you can't blame, you really can't blame the white man to a certain extent because Abraham Lincoln at that time gave the African, the free slaves, a way out of this system. But elite blacks, as they are doing to still doing today, this, these black mayors, these you know so-called black senators and all of them, they are the same mindset of the black and, elites that were back in the 1800s. And so, and so, and so, so they want to be a part of yeah. this American system that discriminates against them. Mm-hmm. They want to be a part of this American system that mass incarcerates them. They yeah. want to be a part of this system that mass incriminates them, incriminates us as a whole nation of people. Yep. Okay, so, 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 so what are we saying? The, the, the land that they were talking about giving us was Pan-America, was Panama, where we would have, where we would have our own land, have our own nation, and be and still being a part of America. Yeah. So now, so now, what we got to realize is that we got to wake up, Black America. We need to get our own land. We need to grow our own food. We need to start doing things, building our own cities, building our own communities. It's time for us to shake off that mindset that you have, that that American mindset that you have, and get into a nation mindset. What are we going to do as a nation of people? I'll kick it back to you. Well, you know, I've been talking to you know a lot of the a lot of the other uh, national groups that call themselves nations, like the Nation of Islam, um, and you know, of course, the Moorish um, societies, um, and all the different Indian societies, Black Indian societies, and they've been trying to come together to a roundtable meeting for I mean for years now, and what's holding them back is their ego. And when I say ego, I'm saying that they're edging God out of 
what's going to what we need to do as a people. They're holding their ism, their own isms in place. We're not going to do this because we're Moorish and Moors don't consider themselves black. The nationalism, well, we're not going to do this because the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said this or the Elijah Muhammad said we're not going to do this and we're not going to do that. Okay, but it's time to take take all those isms out of what we are doing to survive as a people. And that's the hardest thing for black people to do is understand a common ground that that will save all of us a common ground, and that is our survival. If we can't stand on that common ground, we can forget about it. We can forget about it. We can forget it, period. Ain't nothing else about it. We can forget it. If we cannot come to a national body, we're done. We're what, done. What, what are you saying, that we, that we come together despite what our religious belief is, despite what our uh, nationality is, despite what we, you know, what we, what we believe? Yeah, because believing, the thing about believing is, believe means not to know. That's what believe means to me. So you don't know if, 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 if Allah is the right God. You don't know if Jesus is right. They're all one. And to separate the power of God is like killing ourselves, literally, spiritually. It's killing ourselves. We need to put that aside. And worship whatever you want to worship in at home or whatever. But when it comes to nation building, when it comes to nation building, this is totally different because now we're talking about survival, spiritually, mentally, and physically, survival. Okay. So until we can do that, we will forever be under a system that do not protect us in our justice, in our communities, and, and, and anywhere else for that matter. All right. This is the Whole Truth, Nothing But the Truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live with nothing but the whole truth. All right. Okay. Uh, I, I think we're just about out of time right now. So uh, we had an hour show, and we've been talking about a lot of things. So we're going to go ahead and close out. And I will close out with this saying that, you know, with with the pandemic and with all the things that are going on, it's a bigger plan that's in place. And what you need to do right now is you need to go ahead and, and research the things that we've been talking to you about, look them, up, look them up, and do what you can to educate yourself about this uh, Agenda 21 and about this new world order and the things that are taking place in our time today. We have 90 seconds. Do you have any closing remarks? Closing remarks to people, you know, let's let's look at agendas, let's make conscious decisions, and let's do it for for the for, for the survival of our race. All right, this is the whole truth, nothing but the truth radio broadcast, and we're coming to you live once again with nothing but the whole truth. Peace and blessings. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.